Hey Valiants, this is Kelsey and you're listening to Valiantly Spoken. Today I'm talking with Christina Malone, class of 04, about her journey through powerlifting and body positivity. So Christina, tell us a little bit about your journey from VC to where you are now. Yeah, so I graduated from Valley Catholic in 2004, um, and then I went straight to college at OSU. And when I was in college at OSU, I thought I was going to go straight from from OSU into veterinary school, um, which was kind of had been my goal from the beginning. But um, I ended up taking a bit of a sidetrack because I applied during one of the worst uh, two, two, three years to apply to vet school. Uh, in terms of the numbers. So I was waitlisted. And at that point, um, I'd actually started working in veterinary medicine as a tech by the time I was 15, 16. So by the time I graduated college, I'd really been in the field for almost a decade and a half. Um, and so at that point, I decided, you know, do I really want to practice medicine every day? Or do I want to go more academic? Um, and I saw an opportunity coming up with the integration of information technology into healthcare on the human side and could kind of see the writing on the wall that this was the next phase for veterinary medicine as well. So there's a field called clinical informatics, which is currently what I do uh, for a living as I'm a senior level analyst in clinical informatics. And I saw this field developing within the company that I chose to work for um, and took a job at the junior level with them and uh, never really looked back since. Um, I've got graduate certificates and now I'm getting a master's degree uh, in biomedical informatics. So that's kind of my career path from, from high school here. Um, and then powerlifting is kind of a whole other part of that journey. So definitely. So when did that journey start with powerlifting? Yeah. Um, so powerlifting has been an interesting journey to get there. Um, I did not do much weightlifting in high school because I actually was, uh, kind of chased out of the weight rooms because it was not a real popular thing at the time. This was, um, and it's going to sound funny, but pre social media times, basically, if you didn't have anyone immediately in your area doing something, you couldn't really do the sport. Um, I literally had grown men ripping the weights off my barbell when I was training at 24 Hour Fitness and saying I didn't belong there. Yeah, so that's a thing. Uh, so um, I've been an athlete really from day one. Um, I've played multiple different sports. So really all of my life was either competing in a sport or training for another sport or doing two or three at a time. And so for me, like, being in athletics is nothing new. Um, in college, I started having issues around like body acceptance, some disordered eating, because I am a bigger body person. So if you've seen any of the photos of the article that's come out, that's pretty clear. Um, and so as a bigger bodied athlete, there's a lot of stigma and things that you go through in terms of having to justify your purpose on a team, justify that you're good enough, feel like, hey, you know, I know I'm a big girl, but look what I can do. I can run really fast. Um, I trained and ran marathons in high school because that was a great way, or excuse me, in college because that was a great way to deflect it. And at the end of college, I basically had nutritionally restricted myself down to the point where I was actually um, shutting down my organs and going to organ Yeah, I took a look at that, took a hard look at what was going on, um, had a kind of an aha moment when I was out running one day that I was like, you know, I'm not doing this to help myself. I'm doing this to hurt my body. Like, that's not a, that's crazy. Took a good look at it and stepped back. It's like, okay, I love sports. I love to exercise. What is a way I can do this that is maybe more intrinsic to what my body's natural state is? 
enter powerlifting. <laughs> Actually enter CrossFit. Um, and then I did CrossFit briefly. A coach there saw what I was doing, basically said, hey, I know another body positive coach um, that is a powerlifter. You're wasting your time in CrossFit. Please try her. <laughs> yeah, and then from there, um, you know, three and a half years later, I'm a national level qualified powerlifter looking to compete on the elite international scale within a couple of years. That's awesome. So tell us about the article that came out about you. Absolutely. Yeah, so about a year ago, I crossed paths with the writer, Emma Patti, who basically has done some work in body acceptance and kind of what's happening for bigger bodied athletes and a few other pieces. And I realized that she lived in Portland, Oregon. And so we connected and came up with the idea of telling the story that I have gone through in my entire life as a bigger bodied person in connection to powerlifting. Um, I also do a lot of work in body acceptance and basically peer, peer level coaching to help other people get into fitness in a way that feels safe and inclusive. And that's because it, it, it can be a really intimidating thing to get into fitness, any area of fitness. I think um, if you've got any body image issues, which to be frank, most people do, no matter what body size is, we all struggle. Uh, I think there's just, there's obviously, I think quite a bit more on bigger bodied athletes just because you're breaking that visual norm. But um, and so we came up with the story, we did a few interviews with her, and we ended up pitching it to Willamette Weekly, who back in 20, this was early 2020, so pre-pandemic times, <laughs> um, wanted to run an athlete profile. But then, you know, the pandemic hit, because uh, 2020, I'd already competed at nationals the previous year, and was eyeing up doing some, um, going after some records to break in 2020 back to nationals, things like that. And so we ended up holding that article back for about a, actually exactly a year. And as COVID was starting to, I mean, it's not resolved, but we just, we all have a little bit of breathing space, you know, um, we revisited the story and the editor was really interested in how I had continued to train during the pandemic and the influence and the increase in body negative comments coming across the internet um, and then in real life instances where like I get harassed on a pretty weekly basis here in Portland Oregon which is something that you would think Portland's this mecca of like you know people have certain opinions about Portland um, and I think it's been really shocking for people to hear that it's just not the case and really the goal of the article was for me, it's not really to, to say, like, let's talk about my specific story and what I'm doing is 100% unique. It was really to expose and to talk about these things that are really uncomfortable that um, no matter what your particular story is, especially if you're a bigger body person, it's different for everyone. I've literally never been small. I was born really large, um, have been a big kid, was a big junior, was a big teenager, big adult. Like, so my entire life has been this way. Um, and pretty much everything for me from a physiological standpoint is really primed to be a bigger body. I've had extensive testing and just the, the degree to which bigger body people need to almost kind of prove they're worth it or prove that they're healthy, um, we've really attached this kind of societal value of um, morality to body size, which is really unfortunate. Um, and food, massively attached it to food. <laughs> and so I wanted to break down a little bit of that and just expose what's happening and expose some of the comments that were being said um, 
you know, just existing here in Portland. And then I've had some posts go viral um, with Instagram and whatnot in the last you know, year. And one of them is where I'm lifting in shorts, squatting shorts and a sports bra, which is um, for me, it was like not that big of a deal. Um, I, over the course of, of training at home, had really kind of addressed some lingering maybe body image issues and just had gotten to the point where I'm really, really done making myself uncomfortable to make other people more comfortable looking at it. And if that's, if that's what you feel, you feel uncomfortable, you have absolutely every right to look away. But it's not my specific problem that you're not comfortable. <laughs> um, and so talking about experiences like that and just bringing that visibility and being able to tell that story as a bigger bodied athlete to just help start and facilitate these conversations. Definitely. And I think that this is a really important topic uh, for kids, too. So is there anything that you wish you would have been told or known as a kid? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So one of the, the things that I think has been so damaging that I was told repeatedly, and also my parents were told, right, by professionals, medical professionals, was that your daughter looks, un- is abnormal. She's doing something wrong. She's not okay. And it was that messaging from every single area, from nutritionists, from doctors, they would get my lab test back and be like, well, she's healthy, but she looks the way she does. And so they kept messaging back to my parents that your daughter's lying to you to the extent where they were like, oh, well, she must be walking around in her sleep and sleep eating. <laughs> um, and just not believing your child when they tell you this is what I'm doing. And it's a struggle for, you know, I I feel for the position my parents were in because they were being strongly informed by the medical community. And you think that's, you should be able to trust them, you know? Um, So one of the messages I'd have really for for parents in this situation is really critically listen to your children and don't um, dismiss what they might be telling you just because it doesn't fit the narrative of what you might be hearing from a medical professional. Get a second opinion, get a third opinion. Um, and try and really get to the root of what might be actually the scenario. And that something might not actually be wrong. Body diversity is a thing. <laughs> We're not all going to look the same way. You can put the same input and output to every single human and you come out looking differently. Definitely. So what more would you like to share with us about your powerlifting journey? So I want to talk a little bit about um, really why did I go into strength training and, and what strength training and powerlifting can really did for me personally and it's not to say everyone should go into strength training although i think everyone can benefit from lifting weights um strength training and powerlifting it's it's interesting because it's a field that really should be quite triggering in a in a way because you're talking constantly about numbers about the weights on the bar how much things weigh you know what you're achieving and from a competitive level you're competing in singlet which is a very very um exposing and nerve-wracking piece of clothing to wear really uh, me personally by the time i'd gotten to powerlifting i'd done quite a bit of work in self-acceptance and had worked with the body positive counselor to overcome you know really a, a lifetime of negative input from different sources and so for me personally Powerlifting became less about what what does my body look like, doing something to change the way my body looks and just being like, you know what, I'm going to give you fuel, I'm going to give you food, I'm going to give you rest, I'm going to give you work, and whatever the outcome of that is 100% what the outcome is supposed to be. 
And it's about maximizing what your body is capable of doing without having to focus on looks, appearance. It's just, it's a, it can be an area that if you find the right environment, the right community in lifting, it can be incredibly helpful for overcoming a lot of body image issues. And how does it feel to be approaching this as not controlling your body or how you look? Honestly, I, I can give it one word. It's liberating. Yeah, it's liberating. It is, it is such a profound sense of relief to have every day just be like, hey, I really appreciate my body for what it is. Thank you for being what you're doing. And we're just going to go do some work and have some fun. And it, it's almost this feedback from my body where it's just like, thank you for stopping, putting us through all of these, I don't want to say torture, but it, it's really, really difficult things and really harmful things to my body to achieve something that it was just never meant to be. Um, to be able to walk into the gym and just be like, yeah, I'm going to do exactly what feels correct and intrinsic and natural to my body. Definitely. And removing the guilt from it can be just so freeing. Yeah. I think when you remove the guilt, you remove any shame around having good days, bad days. And there's really no bad day. It's like, did you move your body? Did you try? Great. And it just removes that. And, you know, I think some people think you can't do have that level of kind of peace and freedom around it and be competitive. Well, I trained four days a week, three hours, two to three hours a day. Um, I competed at the national level and I'm eyeing breaking, I've broken a state record here locally. I'm eyeing at breaking more records locally as well as going on to break, hopefully break some bigger records internationally. Um, and I'm doing this in my thirties. That's amazing. So what would you say to someone who is looking for somewhere safe to go with their body to exercise and power lift or whatever they're looking for? Yeah, I actually just Googled it when I started, um, honestly, because uh, I had no idea where to start. And so I just searched it. Um, and I think now we've evolved and there's more of us now being visible on social media. So I think finding, find someone that it feels authentic to you and then reach out. You know, I get quite a few DMs a day asking for resources or, Hey, I want to talk about X, Y, and Z. Find someone that does something that looks Again, it feels authentic to you and reach out if you can. Absolutely. So if you could have everybody have one nugget of wisdom from you, what would it be? My nugget of wisdom would really be this. Um, be you. Be all of you. Be like every single inch of what you are because you've, you've never at any point in your life not been enough to do the things that you want. You, you are enough to do them. Be you. We don't tell ourselves that enough and we don't hear it enough. Um, write it on your wall, write it on the shower wall, write it on the mirror, whatever part of that resonates, write it down and look at it every single day and say it, you know, and, and honestly, the other thing that um, kind of related to that is it's just, you, you were never the problem that someone else couldn't coexist in the same space with you peacefully. It's not your problem. It wasn't your body your hair, your ethnicity, it wasn't anything about you that is actually the problem. It's really their problem that they can't exist that way. And you've been internalized, I think, particularly with body size to say that that's my problem. And if I was smaller, it would have been better if I was whatever adjective you want to insert here and just understand that message. And it doesn't mean like, you know, go out and be, I guess, arrogant or whatever, but basically it's, you're not the problem and you're, you've always been okay. Thank you so much for joining us today, Christina.
That's absolutely beautiful what you have to say, and thank you for sharing your journey with us. If you're interested in reading Christina's article, it is linked in the description. As always, Valiantly Spoken is sponsored by your Alumni Advisory Committee. We'll see you next time.